It's your boys, Mitts and Twigs, back at you with another episode. Uh, we are coming at you with, uh, I guess, a little impromptu mid-round ep. Uh, you know, previously, we were just doing the start of the rounds. So we're going to let it ride. This the second round has been a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and especially for those of you dedicated listeners that have already listened to our most recent uh, predictions. Oof. They are, they're not, they're not great, Ty. Yeah, we, uh, we, we decided we had like a big, we brought the whole team in. We, we sat down, we're like, how can we save face here? Uh, how can we save our reputation as like lead analysts in this multimedia business? Um, how could we save ourselves? And we thought impromptu recording. That's what we thought. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? That three eleven million dollar players in Toronto would not have scored a goal yet. Who would have thought me? Not I. Who would have thought Jake Ottinger completely would forget how to play goal? Not I. Not me. Were we a little bit wrong about New Jersey? Maybe we. It wasn't going to be an easy out, and they finally like came out guns ablazing the other day. But still, first two games had me checking myself. And then uh, who would have thought Vegas is a little bit better than what we gave them credit for? <laughs> you know? We we are coming to you all uh, just <clears throat> as Vegas is shellacking. Steamrolled. Of Edmonton in game three has completed. What what did uh, uh, Evander Kane say the other day? Um, yeah. yeah. F around, you're going to find out. Yeah. Okay, Evander. Again. Yeah, I think we're fine. We, he, he found he's out. Right. He's right. He's fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know, you found out big time. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Vander. Um, wild. Wild series. But I, I do want to, like, we, we've touched on this topic before, too. I want to just get your quick, quick take on this, okay? Quick take. You ready? Mm-hmm. Again. We've done this multiple times in our show before. Quick take. I want your unbiased one-minute review of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Just quick. All right, one minute. Start the clock. Spoiler-free. Um, spoiler-free. Or do oh, I need to say... Or do I, no, or no, do I need to say... No, spoiler-free. I, spoiler spoiler yeah. I want to encourage people. I'm a big fan. Uh, there's the spoiler right there is that I really enjoyed it. Uh, loved the movie. Um, it had the laughs. It had the action. Tugged on the heartstrings. Uh, there were so many rumors about what would happen in this movie beforehand. And they shot it in a way that was very different than let's say the previous Guardians movies in that it was much more ensemble cast, much more, it, it wasn't the Chris Pratt show featuring, uh, which I think worked really well for everything. Uh, just an absolutely uh, great villain in the way that you hated, you hated him. Uh, and uh, just so much fun. And even... I was telling my girlfriend this uh, as we walked home. Uh, 
there's a scene that was in all the previews that they intentionally shot to look different than the movie. And maybe we'll talk uh, after this, see if you caught that one. Mm. But as soon as the scene came up, I chuckled to myself and I said, well played. I love what they did there. Well played. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you have seen it, seen it, I don't know. Maybe we'll go see it again. There's probably something you missed. Oh. Uh, I, I enjoyed the heck of it. And I thought it was just an excellent stamp on that, on, on those characters in a lot of way it, with James Gunn. Um, guiding them and uh and yeah yeah i think the biggest way and this is going to sound super you know you've heard it before i enjoyed sitting in the cinema watching mm-hmm. that movie like yeah. i remember i went to avatar earlier this year and i'm like it was good right but like did i enjoy sitting there for the four hours yeah for for parts but i enjoyed gardens of the galaxy 3 and what i uh, what i enjoyed the most out of especially james gunn's trilogy basically um, a lot of these other Marvel movie needs other heroes to come in mm. and basically co-star. Mm. It's been Guardians the whole time. Yeah. That's it. And this third one, he didn't just try to rip off the first or the second one that were like extremely successful as well. It's a whole whole different feel. It's a little bit darker. It's a little bit more, you know, like you said, it tugs your heartstrings like crazy. It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was fantastic. Now, give me one last thing on our little movie trend here. Out of five, just give me your out of five. That's all. Oh, I'll give it a. I'll give it a full five. Yeah, I'm with you. I can't argue. Yeah. Like, I it's, can't argue. It was a perfect way to end it. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe needed this movie. Well, now we get to watch James Gunn go to DC. So <laughs> whatever, it works out. It works out. Hey, but it works out. Back to hockey. Back to hockey. Back to hockey. Uh, that was a nice that was a nice moment uh that we had there appreciate you interjecting that uh uh on a ad lib because i think mm. i mean it, it was it was nice to feel nice to say nice things um <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about uh the oilers and and the gold knights we both picked the oilers uh and i mean game two i i, I was ready to crown myself uh, I shouldn't have tuned into game three uh, because that, uh, I mean, the Oilers looked like the Leafs out there tonight. Um, but the, the games were, have been lopsided each way, both all three. It's it's weird. I don't know where the series is going to go. Uh, I do expect the, the Oilers to punch back. I think it's going to be lots of crazy hockey. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. Yeah, shoot. How good does Bruce Cassidy feel knowing that his team is in the second round and those Boston Bruins coming off of historic record setting year? Their lockers are already clean. How, how good does that, Bruce Cassidy feel? For a guy that took a lot of heat, you know, from Bergeron, there was rumors like the players wanted him out. He's he's an incredible coach, and I don't think that there was any like argument that he wasn't an incredible coach. Just basically lost the room, but he's taken a a Vegas team, and I look at that roster and I go, okay, there's some really nice pieces here, <laughs> but I would never pick this team to be in the second round, let alone basically handing it to Edmonton for two of the first three games. You know what I mean? Like 
Mm-hmm. He's done. He's out coached Jay Woodcroft. He's got his third string goalie in right now. Still one. Um, it's incredible. And you know what? I listened to Mackenzie Weger today talk about how like the Florida connection still and how he's not really rooting for them but wants to see success. Bruce Cast, he's probably wants even more. Like he's probably enjoying this even more. He's a little bit more vengeful. I'm just saying because those players pushed him out. You know what I mean? Hmm. It wasn't like, you know, he didn't get traded. He got like forced out and fired. So I'm sure he's sitting there. Actually, you know what? I'm sure right now he's focused on game four. Hmm. But when he goes home and peeks on the scores and doesn't see that Boston logo up there, I'm sure he's over the moon. I, I, I'm, I'm, you're probably the same way. When you look at Vegas's roster, do you like somehow get confused? Yeah, I think if you if we we if you had a time machine, we went back and we used it for the stupidest purpose of just talking hockey uh, to yeah. ourselves uh, in the fall. Uh, and you told me that second round, Vegas is up on the Oilers two games to one. These are the scores, and they had that season. First thing that came to my would come to my mind is. Oh wow, Jack Eichel's back, eh? Like he's <laughs> he's hitting it. The the Jack Eichel that we all thought we were gonna get is here and he's dominating. And he's not playing bad, but that's not the case. Like he's not he's not out there Leon drysidling <laughs> the the other team. Uh which you know begs the question, did Leon travel with the team when they came back to Edmonton for game three? He's still in Vegas. Probably just I assume he stayed in Vegas. Yeah. He's yeah. like, whatever, we got we got a couple more games, and I'll just stay down here. Um yeah, I I don't want to take anything away from 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 Vegas, and I certainly don't want to uh, come across like I'm crapping on them, uh, because they're they're they've been playing well for the better part of the year, and they've played themselves into a great position in the playoffs, and they're playing great hockey. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm looking at the team. I'm looking at, at them and I, I just, I still don't fully get it. I I'm impressed by it. I fully uh, support it, but I still have trouble making sense of how successful they are, especially when you consider, you know, like who they're playing right now and the teams they've been beating all year. Well, so. they, they were the best in the West, right? Yeah. Like they, they had the best record in the West, which is incredible. Um, they're well coached. They oh, they yeah. they have defensive monsters on that team. Uh, Mark Stone, who is underrated, all of a sudden got healthy for the playoffs and is playing in a crazy. Uh, it's crazy how that works, eh? Um, at a crazy level, yeah. Jack Heichel's no slouch. Uh, he had three points tonight. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, sneaky good. Chandler Stevenson, really good two way. William Carlson, really good, really good two way. It's their defense. Like, hmm. it is Alex Petrangelo still really, really good. Shea Theodore is underrated. Like, he's probably one of the most underrated defensemen out there. And yeah. I think he's one of the only few expansion player, like, picks still playing for Vegas. Oh, yeah. Right? You're right, yeah. I don't know. I look at this team, and they're, like, they're great two-way. Are they going to, like... Well, they are. They're destroying. They're they're outplaying them offensively too, which you wouldn't think going into this. But again, they had Aiden Hill back there tonight for a majority of the game. It's a good team. It's a good, yeah. well coached team. And you know what? They've been there before. A lot of these players have done it before, right? And they know what to do. And they're not scared of Edmonton. That's the biggest thing. Now, what happens is what, like game two, where 
you know, you start taking, you get a little lazy, start taking some penalties. That power play will kill you. Like that power play will end your year very quickly. Right. So as long as Vegas plays smart and responsible and lets Evander Kane F around and not Vegas, Vegas will be playing in the, in the third round, not Edmonton, which is a complete shock because again, I think we saw it last year too. It just feels like Leon Dreisaitl and Connor, maybe not Connor McDavid as much this year, but Leon Dreisaitl is playing at an unreal level in this playoffs, an unreal level. And they just can't win. Their defense just is, even today, Bouchard blowing a wheel, a huge tire at the blue line, two on one. Again, Bouchard gets beat. Chandler Stevenson goal, two on, like easy. How do you get beat that, that quickly inside? Yeah, who was the white cloud goal? I couldn't believe the passing play that that uh, I think it was the third goal. Mm-hmm. Passing play that Vegas committed at like did, executed at the line uh, to it was it looked like it looked like they were playing against like amateurs. Yeah, like it looked like the silliest little like I can't believe they bit so hard on that and just left this whole half of the ice open mm-hmm. for him just skated in and ripped top shelf. Now, you know, I'm not going to take away the fact that Skinner probably should have been able to like come out of the net a little bit, cut down that, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to bury him for it because yeah, there were two guys that, that bit so hard on the ridiculous passing play that, I mean, kudos from the success of it. Uh, and I just, I watched it and I was like, what, where is he going? Why is he yeah. skating? Like he, it's almost like he just he can't see the guy that's right here in his vision, and he's like, "Duh, I'm gonna chase him down," and he has nowhere to go. Yeah. Oh, he just passed it right by me. Similar thing. It was like right before the. Well, it was right before the Nicholas uh, Nicholas Roy goal. I think that got called back. Brett Kulak pinches in in the offensive zone. Careless passing by Edmonton, and then all of a sudden it's like a three on one going the other way, and it just felt like it was that all game it just felt like vegas was their passes were on point they could do whatever they wanted in the neutral zone they held that puck on that blue line so easily even on the no it was the nicholas roy goal that got called was it that one yeah they got no it was the uh chandler stevenson one that's the one it was nobody took the body they could pass wherever they wanted and then the defense gets beaten inside and now the game's over right jay woodcroft's looking shocked sucks man play a little bit better defensive you can't win every game on the power play you got to play five on five you have to play five on five yeah Vegas is... you've got you got good players for it like there's no reason to to avoid it it's... yeah <laughs> i i feel like we're still waiting for that Connor mcdavid moment do you agree i feel like leon's In... done a lot of heavy lifting this postseason yeah like a lot of heavy lifting and i don't know if Connor's hurt I know he's like, there's been video put out there at practices where he's like really putting pressure on his leg and all that kind of stuff. But we're just, I'm still waiting for him to like be like, no, I'm sick of this. I'm going to win this right now. Cause they got the team. The team's all there. Yeah. Is their defense great? No, their defense isn't great. Even though I've said on this pod many times, it's better and it is better. Ekholm's a huge improvement over Barry defensively. Um, but if you know, you, you take two of those mistakes that Bouchard made away. And then it's a th- it's a three one game, right? So it's a lot closer. So you, you clean up. And Edmonton sucked this year, especially this year. Um, 
coming back from a long road trip and they haven't played at home since April 25th. So it's been a while, right? They, they finished off in LA started two in Vegas. Now they're back at home game four. They're going to kill. So money on on game four. Uh, Let's stick in the West. Um, Another series that uh, is blowing up in our faces right now. Uh, We both picked the stars. Uh, I don't remember the games. It definitely wasn't <laughs> seven. Have... It definitely wasn't seven. No. 100% wasn't seven. Speaking of seven, that's how many goals the Kraken scored oh, in the my. last game. They're up 2-1 on the Stars right now. Um, this is unfathomable. Unbelievable. Let me go with that. I can say that word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you want to talk about, we talk about Vegas not seeing it. Seattle, come on. Like, doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. The like the only thing that makes sense in my brain is if I'm imagining that everybody on that team is having a career best, like playing well above their their normal but all at the same time get hot at the right time there's getting hot and then there's two like basically journeyman goaltenders standing on their head alternatingly to get you into this position in the first place and and playing way above their their competency in the playoffs um your superstarless forward team is just like three or four second lines Mm -hmm. which you know how many years how many years have we watched playoff hockey and the teams that can't get over the hump they always say like oh they just need that superstar they're a really good team but they don't have that impact player that can draw the other team's attention and Seattle's like we're just going to keep rolling at you non-stop and it's almost like I feel like to a certain extent, they don't almost like they don't know enough to know that they shouldn't be able to do this. Right. It like honestly, no, one, no one has explained to them. It makes no sense. They got, they got Daniel Sprong. What is he? Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh or is he Pittsburgh or Washington castaway? They got I think both. Uh, I think he's both. Yeah. They got Tolovin, Nashville castaway, right? Wenberg. Yeah. They picked him, but castaway. Gord. Gord. Again, everybody was like, yeah, you got to take Gord. He's good. But they're kind of built the same way. Um, Vegas is in the same, like less superstars, let's say that. Um, mm-hmm. But they got so many two-way players. They're going to check you every time you have that puck. Stick check. You know, they're going to be up on you. They're going to, they're not going to back up. Not, they stole Oliver Bjorkstrand, you know, the Johnny <sighs> Goudreau ca- uh, casualty, like stole him, got him for nothing. He's been great. Yeah, He's been fantastic. Again, it's you. You owe a lot of sorries to the Seattle franchise. I don't as much, but it's crazy to see how much they've progressed. And they and Maddie Beneers hasn't even really developed. Shane Wright isn't there yet, right? They got they got a lot of good pieces coming as well. And another castaway, Philip Grubauer. Colorado said, "Nah, we're not going to pay. You can't win with you." Okay, watch me, right? Like Jared McCann isn't even playing right now. Burkowski isn't playing right now. Like, I don't, 
Dawn Square. Like it doesn't make any sense. If this keeps up, I'm gonna have to write a handwritten letter. Yeah, I want. Uh, yeah, you should start. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll draft it up, just in case. Um, let's not. We haven't even talked about the fact, and you mentioned it earlier on, that uh, super goaltender Jake Ottinger, yeah. all of a sudden, has a weakness of high blocker side, yeah. and like they just they light him up. That's Seattle voodoo, baby. It's, it's strong yeah. out on that coast. I don't know what they've got. <laughs> they've done to old Jakey there, but from having the goaltender performance of a one of the best in NHL history last season, even in the first round, he was pretty solid. There were some games that were ugly, but he overall he was good. Um, yeah, he's not looked the same. Also, I want to just say one thing: What's with these guys missing the net by seventy five, like by quite a bit, and smoking players in the face? That one that hit Miro uh, Heiskin in last night crushed him right in the jaw. Puck hits right in front of Jake, and then Jordan Everly scores. How do you miss the net that wide? Like Miro is way off. Just cracked him in the face. I don't. I haven't even heard an injury update or anything, but I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll battle through it. I don't know, but it feels like this this postseason. There's been a lot of pucks in the face. It might just be me, but. Yeah, I don't know, I but don't poor know. old Jakey has lost the touch, and can't believe a bad time. Him, but this is not the time to get gold. This is not no. the time to get gold. This is not. Um, let's let's pop over to the East. Uh, oh man, I'll start with the Hurricanes and the Devils uh, because we have a flicker of hope. Yeah, I still have uh, faith. I think I put in the group chat after Game Two. Uh, the Devils are pretenders. Yeah, I called and, you. Uh, that was emotional, but it was also, <laughs> uh, as, as we've always seen, yeah. I mean, look at Seattle, mm-hmm. look at Jonathan Huberdeau last season. Oh. Uh, players, teams often rise to the mm-hmm. occasion when I put them on the spot. And so <laughs> I, I, it was a little selfishly motivated. I called out uh, the devils in our private group chat, which We've always known there's clearly a mole in there somewhere that works for all the high-level teams. Get that information out to them. Uh, yeah. And uh, Devils bounce back. Devils bounce back in a huge way. Um, scoring eight goals. So fun. They are just like uh, a uh, fun team. But here's first game, 5-1 Carolina. Yeah. Second game, 6-1 Carolina. Uh, 8-4, the Devils in the third game. We Sounds talked script. about uh, Seattle scoring seven goals their last game. Uh, I think uh, Edmonton had a 34 goal game uh, a couple of days back. It <laughs> as a quick aside, has playoff hockey changed? Playoff hockey has always been tight, low scoring, physical, but edge of your seat hockey. Look at the roster. We're getting football scores. Yeah, but yeah, look at but, but look at the they're young. You don't see the Milan Luciches in there right now. They're not there. They're he's just playing they're, the world championship. I know he's playing for Team Canada, baby. Bring home that gold. But I'm just saying, like, they're young, they're fast, right? Yeah. They're um, you got even like teams like um Vegas, they kill you transitionally, right? Like it's a it's an odd man break, easy goal, right? But even the goaltenders that are in the playoffs right now, sorry, no disrespect, but Stuart Skinner, Grubauer, even though we said he's you know, he's writing back, as Geno Smith would say. Um, he, he uh, said he said he said he didn't write back. No, he does write back. 
He said, they wrote me off. I didn't write back. Wait, what? I thought he said he did write back. He said, I do write, no. I write back. Oh my gosh. I I've didn't. been saying this. I, I've been saying this phrase wrong for a year now. And it just, you just happened to correct me. Like, I feel like I've said this before, right? I thought I was being slick with it. As the kids say, <laughs> I'm not. Um, Vi uh, Vi Tech. Uh, oh no, I can't even talk. But it's not like an all star cast. the 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 all star you would say would be um, Jake Ottinger, right? But he's disappeared. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel yeah. like I'm liking it. I won't lie. I love the goals. I like the tight games, but I love all these goals. And if there's one team that I want to see score a lot more goals, it's a hundred percent New Jersey. Timo Meyer, yeah. finally. Timo effing Meyer finally did it. Like he finally scored. It was awesome. He's all banged up. His face looks like he's half Darth Vader, but he finally scored. And Luke Hughes is dangerous. Like those, those Hughes boys, they're bad, bad men. Like they are. And that means like in a good way, like they're good at their game. You know what I mean? Like I tried to do my best Stephen A. Smith, but it did not work for me. Um, no, and they also the, the the bad boys you're referring to look like, like choir boys. Yeah. Hey, that makes me more deadly. I grew up in a very heavy church community. Those <laughs> choir boys are dangerous. Right? I'm just saying. Deadly. Oh, man. Innocent on, on the Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I'm uh, oh. I'm still taking the Devils. I think they're a fun team. Yeah. They're, they're going to go. They did this to the yeah, Rangers. What? And then the Rangers what? fired yeah, we... their head coach, which is a shocker. Yeah. We we were, I think, you know, we, uh, you don't like to see a team go down two games. But so in the first round, they went down two games. They bounced yeah. back. Uh, for anybody that's watched playoff hockey for any length of time, we've seen it over and over and over. Um, it, losing two games is obviously not good, but it's not, yeah. it's not the nail in the coffin. What's worse than losing two games? Mitts? I mean, losing three games, ah. going down 3-0, that's not a great place to be in. And I think for the most part, you generally always hope that your team or the team you're supporting in any way, shape at all uh, is not down 3-0. Yeah. What team would be down 3-0 in this playoffs? It wouldn't uh, be, it wouldn't be Canada's our, team. It would be our Toronto Maple Leafs. Bunch of frauds, man. Like they are who we thought they are. Were damn, I'm messing all these phrases up. <laughs> like, I'll get your your feedback too. What are you seeing? Like, what are you seeing in these games? Uh, I I mean. I'm seeing one team that's really hungry, that's playing with a purpose, uh, that's 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 executing, uh, and then I see another team that feels like the monsters just sapped all their talent out, and somewhere there are aliens playing hockey really well uh, in in Toon World. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the Maple Leafs, uh, you mentioned this callback earlier to uh, a giveaway. Ryan O'Reilly's giveaway 
where he looked back in his own, did a double take, pizza, passed it right to like, even if you remove, I can't remember who it was on Florida. Even if you remove them, it was Kachuk. Oh yeah, even if you remove Kachuk from that, like just take him right off the ice up into the sky. That pass was not going to be to anybody on his team. Yeah, the defender that he was almost ended it. and and he threw it right to Kachuk. I, I joked with some buddies that uh, he had a fever dream of back when he thought Kachuk was going to join him on the Blues and just yeah. saw those eyes and he was like, "Oh, I know you." Um, you grew and, up in our chain in our in our locker room. You, yeah, you're like family. They, yeah, yeah. He did his, his interview Diesel. His family. It's all about family. <laughs> and he just I'll gave just it away to old Jackie. Uh, um, Chucky gladly took it and nearly buried it. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the Leafs haven't been, I mean, they've, they've, they've been scratching the last two games, but I mean, they need their bigs to, to play up. And I would love to have come into this and say that it's all on the, the superstars and they do carry oh. a lot of it. But even when you see a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, who I love and adore and still think there's a chance that he's an important piece, but like, the leadership on that team needs to just go around the room and smack everybody in the face and be like, get either, either play like your life is on the line, but with your head on your shoulders or yeah. GTFO. Yeah. It's an like, pretty impressive pass from O'Reilly, especially in like a must win game down two zero, yeah. and you pass to Kachuk and then he feeds it to Bennett who beats the defenseman. And he almost goes in between the legs. And I'm like, what am I watching here? Like this is, doesn't make any sense. See, you, you're you saying that it's not on all the big boys, and I agree with you. It's like that one meme that you always see on Twitter where that coach goes into the soccer room and smacks every player down the line. They 100% need that. Um, yeah. Is this in Toronto Maple Leafs DNA? Like, are they a gritty, I'm going to beat you in the board, like beat you on the boards type of team? Or are they just going to try to wow you with offense. And right now they're getting like out grit. They're getting, mm. they're losing every board battle. Again, again, I thought Nylander played pretty decent yesterday. I thought he was winning a lot of board battles. I thought he was playing out of the, out of the, out of the four big boys. I thought Nylander actually showed up. It's inexcusable for Austin Matthews to not have a shot until the third period. Like that makes mm. no sense. You have three players there making over $33 million of the 82 cap and they're just they have forced they combined even with Nylander they have four assists it's just is I don't know like I get it like you can't blame the big boys for it all uh Hall has been terrible um they're get the Hall out of there yeah I don't know you know what and I saw him on the PK and I was like I don't know you know what I have faith in Sheldon Keefe but I don't know what they're running right now like what where is this a plus we've seen what Hall is done. It makes there's got to be better. There's got to be better options. You know what I mean? There's got to be better options. <laughs> like there's got to be. And I'm, I don't know. I sure getting dark in Toronto. And this is what I. Again, you basically just said out grit, and I, I I agree with you. What would you fix? How would you fix? You're in a must win game. Next game, it's easy to be like, hey, big boys, just go out and play. But what would you fix? What would you be like? The first thing you watch that game, you're like, we need to be better in this zone. Where would you fix? I, I mean, 
I don't honestly I don't even know what I would do with it because for certain things like you're not going to be able to I don't I don't know the roster well enough to 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 pick and, and choose and pinpoint I think you really need to challenge the character I think of the of the team not not in the media I hate that stuff because uh, it's that's airing your dirty laundry, even if even if they go down and lose and get swept, you, you don't air that in the in the media. That's that's bull. Um, but I think that they need to have their their character challenged, um, and arguably, I think somehow in some manner, Keith and his staff need to be challenged as well. Like, do you do you really want like this to be the end of your time here? Because I mean, it's Toronto. Every year is a, is going to be a brutal cut unless you're a superstar. So, um, I could, I could, I would not be surprised at all. I don't remember the contract situation, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they let Keith go if they get swept on this round. They mm-hmm. could have lost in the second round, and they would have been, they probably would have been like, mm. but they get swept, and it's like, nah, man, that's you. You did the bare minimum by getting through the first round, and then somehow brought back all those terrible feelings that everybody has, all the fans have the, the attitude. You could have had a battle. You could still have a battle filled second round and not make it and still have felt good about the progress. But if they get swept by the like 17th best team in the NHL at the time of playoffs starting, you can chalk it up to, hey, Boston lost them. They were the best. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a different team. This was everything that, that you could have everything you would want in this opportunity and you squandered it. So um, yeah, I think that to a certain extent, there will be some heads to roll if, if they do this. Yeah, but I, I also want, want to go, sorry, ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to ask you one quick question about Toronto. Yeah. And I don't know where you're going after this, but William Nylander has, uh after this season, one year left, Austin Matthews, one year left, John Tavares, two years left, Mitch Marner, two years left. Have we seen the end of the big four in Toronto? Is this the end? I don't think the end. Not I think they all I, keep them together. I think they have no reason to blow it up right now. Mm. Uh, um, <clears throat> because I, I mean, I, obviously you got to make it work, but I think you should resign Neilander. I yeah, I think, uh, I think a hell should, of a player. Uh, yeah, I think you should resign Austin. Um, give whatever he wants. He is that good. Uh, I'm going to touch on a little bit of that in a second. Uh, it just, I think if anything else, maybe they need to try to put a little bit more, whatever it is, it has to be uh, team building free draft deadline. Mm. It's always great to bring in a big piece. And really to me, I think it looked like the, I mean, they basically rebuilt the defense and it, should be better than and it's not playing atrocious, but no, it's, it's not pretty bad. It's great. It's not good. It's well, this is probably the worst that they've played. Yeah, both pre-draft or trade deadline and post-trade deadline. So mm-hmm. it's it's somehow worse. Um, I don't think O'Reilly's been quite the impact that in the playoffs. Any of I think he, he played pretty strongly for them in the regular season. Um, but I think that Got I hurt, personally yeah. expected him to be more impactful in the playoffs you know um especially given like kind of the position that they'd probably want him to play but i think yeah maybe maybe try to build the team out from the start of the season 
so that the pieces that you're adding are pure depth and not uh, a Tarasenko or a Kane uh, or, you know, Garrett Hathaway, <laughs> any of these players on the teams that didn't make it. I don't know. I'm just using uh, hindsight there. But yeah, I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's it's obviously if it was easy to fix, uh, it would have been done by now. And there's a very low chance that I have any insight that the experts and the high-priced people that are in the hockey area uh, haven't already thought of. But I don't know. I I don't think there's one thing to fix. I think they just need to they need to figure it out. And they're going. I think they will. Yeah, but I think maybe not this year. It's just. <laughs> It, hey, it's not this year. Uh, they got a couple extra days in Florida. They'll, they're probably drinking, you know, letting loose a little bit. Um, I will say, though, um, I do think Sheldon Keefe, I mean, not Sheldon Keefe, Kyle Dubas will be uh, gone if it is 100% a sweep. Um, how many kicks to the can? Again, there's not many teams that have one talent like Toronto has, right? You could make the argument they have four superstar players, like four really good ones um he's been there for six seven years i can't remember and to his name he has one playoff series and then an ass kicking in the second round he has no contract it might be time to just try something new um but then again i think he's a hell of a gm too and i i i would still applaud all his trade deadline moves i think he's mm-hmm. drafted extremely well um yeah, I just I think he's done. That's all. That's if it if it's a sweep, hundred percent. But your question yeah. now. Well, I think yeah, I didn't think this. I think that if if they if they get swept, I think it'll be a kind of a mutual thing where he's probably going to be like, I I'm tired of dealing with this because he can go get paid probably pretty well oh, yeah. a number of other teams. And you're absolutely right. He has done a great job with that team. Um, but he doesn't play hockey. He needs to play yeah. players to provide. So yeah. I, I think that if it wasn't for the fact there was a contract year, um, there'd be no reason to fire him. But oh. there, I could I, I could see very easily this being a mutual decision where they want to see a new, get a new set of eyes on the team, and he's tired of dealing with all the ridiculous hype. Um, he could probably go cash a check in, in Columbus and and you know be hey, not Pit- bothered. Most Pittsburgh of the time, wants but... them. They're waiting. There you go. Uh, I want to say, as dire as it does seem, and yeah. we just painted it for for the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Um, I do want to take a step back mm-hmm. and say that this is why I, I don't think they should blow it up. And I these guys are all still relatively young. They're professionals. They are in their prime. But keep in mind, somebody who many are touting as our the greatest goal scorer of all time didn't win his lone Stanley cup till his 13th season. Right. And it should have been his 14th season. Cause there was a, there was a, a bit of a hiccup in there with the hockey. Uh, Ovi, Ovi had so many, not him personally, his capitals, the capitals with him as their best player, as one of the best players in the league had so many playoff disappointments. So many. And sure, they cycled through probably a lot of different, you know, executives and coaches and this and that and whatnot. But like him and Backstrom, uh, Carlson, the, the, those guys, they they couldn't get it done. Superstars 
couldn't get it done. Uh, and arguably, they when they finally got through and won, they were, I mean, Ovi was like 33, 34. Like, was he that old? Was he that yeah. old? Mm. Yeah. Can't remember yeah. quite the age. Yeah. Um, yeah, he. I'm so, all. So I think... I, I'm with you. You do not trade Austin Matthews. You do not no, trade Austin it. Matthews. You do no. not trade him. Um, do I think you? Here's my. Here's where my predicament is. They are all going to basically be UFAs at the same time, right? You need to now know is Austin Matthews resigning, right? Mm-hmm. You need to just. You need to know that you, if there's one thing you do not let Austin Matthews walk, he will demand no. a crazy price tag. So you find that out. You need to find out Nylander too, right? Hey, he's been the whipping boy in Toronto for how long? Ever since he signed that that $7 million deal. Now, that looks like a steal, by the way. Like, looks by like a steal. Um, what is he going to do? Mitch Marner's not going anywhere. He's got three years left. Why would you trade him? Um, or two years left? I don't know. I'm with you. Like, I would keep the cast together. I really would. I would find a way. But if all their contracts are ending at the same time, and you have to address your defense because even though you've reshaped this defense with Luke Shen, Mark Giordano, you know, it's like uh, McCabe, you still don't have that number one guy. And when you win a cup, Pittsburgh had that Chris Letang. Carlson was in Washington, right? Uh, Zadino Chara is in Boston. Morgan Riley is not that guy. He's just not that guy. So if you can move a Nylander or move a Marner for, and get that number one guy, yeah, I think you do that. But if not, keep the team together. It's fine. Like new, new. Mm. I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah, sure. As I, just, I was thinking about Austin Matthews. I would never I trade know. him unless he's being like, I'm not coming back. Yeah, and, and then you to. absolutely trade him. <laughs> you have to. You don't have an option. For everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you sent him to Chicago for Bedard. Uh. I shouldn't have said that. Before we get to that point, I just really wanted—I really wanted to touch on the fact that, yeah. uh, again, with the Toronto Maple Leafs, this is both the year they finally broke through that first round, and uh, I don't want to write them off. That looks like it's going to be a disappointing finish in the second round. Yeah. Uh, um, but again, if you look at the last like ten years and plus of Stanley Cup champions. Almost to a T, they are all veteran-led teams. Some of the best players, and like Chicago or uh, uh, Colorado's a little, probably one of the lone anomalies in that, but veteran-led teams with, you know, younger players contributing. But when you look at, you know, when St. Louis won, when Tampa Bay won their Cups, when Pittsburgh won their Cups, when Washington won their Cups, Going all the way back to Chicago and L.A., those were players well cemented into their prime and later leading them to victory. Players that had seen a lot, experienced a lot. Um, and I, I, it's in Toronto, it feels like Austin Matthews has played for like 25 years. It does. In like, in, in like the eight years he's been there. Yeah. Um, because the guy is like still, I think he still has another level, but you've got to let them get there. And the expectation has been that they should have won a cup four times now. In this, and it's just, it's unfair to that extent, I think. 
Um, but sometimes that happens too when you sign like a cast of guys like they have, and that's supposed to be your core. Yeah. Because you paid them all market value, but you've got all of them at the same time, and none of them know what it means to win at that level yet. They don't have the experience. So, uh, sure. I feel like I feel like they sign uh, sign Neilander to an extension. Sign, I honestly uh, don't understand why Matthews. Toronto fans hate Neilander. I don't get it, like at all. I, th- I, th- I think I think you can't. Honestly, you can't hate Austin Matthews. That's crazy. No, um, you can't hate Mitch Marner because he's Austin Matthews' friend, right? Openly, and they and they both hang out with the Beebs. So true. it's Neilander. You know. Vegas also, Neilander has the Neilander has the expression like he doesn't really. Like it doesn't bother him, so it's almost like because of that they they hone in on it. Yeah, he is. I don't know. I really like watching him. He's good. He's good. He's a great player. Oh, he he's, really he, is. He's, I, and if he was on any other team, and I and I think there's a good chance that I I I wouldn't move anybody. I do think there's a good chance one of them does get moved. Um, and it, if it is Newlander, he will flourish wherever he goes. Oh, like yeah. he will watch out. That's all. That's all. I think it's, and I think it'd be a mistake if Toronto moves them, but whatever. That's Toronto again. And also Toronto fans, you need to calm down just because you like drafted these players. And like what you said, you don't just automatically get a cup. It's hard. Like it's very hard, right? How many years did it take Crosby? It took him not as long, but he still lost in the Stanley Cup finals, right? Then won it. I don't know. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. It's, Sid six zero, what is that? What his name is? The old guy, of Tim and Tim and Sid. Chill mm. out, bud. Just calm. Just chill. I got. Stop I've going no on breakfast TV. A long time. And just stop ranting. There's only one team out of thirty two that wins the cup, and that a lot of them have really good players. Stop. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. You're still in the playoffs. That that needs to be like the new mantra in Toronto, just to tone it down. Is that like just shut uh, up? The record, that's... Well, no, that's not what I was coming for. But that one might work too. Yeah. Uh, the 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 Boston Bruins had a record-setting season and they lost in the first round. Anybody can. Nothing is guaranteed. Just yeah. Enjoy the ride. Well, we have we have Toronto uh, fans, and they all chanted, "We want Florida," which makes no sense to me, even at the time, because I'm like, they just knocked off the record-setting Boston Bruins. Why are you chanting, "We want Florida"? But again, who knows? Yeah, they probably chanted too. Oh man! Uh, right. Well, before we go, because uh, that's kind of a recap. Of, uh, I guess as a recap, just as a whole, all of our second-round predictions are currently looking awful. Uh, we hope they we hope they turn around. Um, but as we before we go, today is the day of the draft lottery. The results are in, and the result is that no one needs to be concerned about hockey anymore uh, because it's all rigged and it doesn't matter, and there's no fun to be had. Uh, now, if you're wondering why I said that, uh, it's because magically, and for listeners and not viewers, I air quoted that magically, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks leapt over the two more likely higher probability candidates to be given the first overall draft pick in the upcoming draft where they can get Connor Bedard. I 
I said this to you before the show. Uh, this deflated me so much. Um, I really, really don't want to talk about Chicago. <laughs> I I want to pretend that they don't exist and that they just suck for a little while because uh, they faced really no re repercussions for their actions. Mm -hmm. um, and now they're getting a generational talent. Uh, another one. After another one. And it's... I, I want to applaud everyone online who is keeping the energy and commenting on all the NHL posts, commenting on all of Chicago's posts, and just not letting it slip away. It's awesome. That, that, that Chicago is a trash organization that mm -hmm. needs to be cleaned out from top, from the ownership. They need to be removed from the NHL and it needs to be cleaned out top to bottom. Um, and, and now they're going to get this generation. It just, anybody else, 89% probability that we I would have been absolutely fine for, but I'm like, I'll go for that team. That's wonderful. And the small chance, I guess, that, that the Blues had gotten it would have blown my mind, but it was like 3%. There's no expectation. Please don't read this as an expectation that I thought the Blues could or should get Connor mm -hmm. Um I just am tired of seeing bad people be rewarded for bad things. Mm -hmm. And it's deflating, and it takes me right back to that same feeling where uh, we talked about it at length where I thought, I, I, I don't know if I have the energy to care about hockey if it's going to continue to glorify people that do that. Yeah. And I, I'm with you. And I, I want to separate one thing from this fans. I get it. You're excited. Chicago fans, you won a great prize. And if I was yeah. a Chicago Blackhawks fan, I would be jacked too. I would be over the moon. I'm not taking anything away from you. The fans that pay the tickets to go there, I know you guys went through a long time before you got Kane and Taves where it was struggling and all that. But after that, you guys haven't really struggled that far. So don't like be like, oh, pity on us. We suck. We suck. No, that's not why everybody's mad. The Arizona Coyotes lost a first round pick for having workouts for prospects before they were allowed to. Like they lost a pick, a first round pick. You got the, the organization, not the fans, the organization hit a sexual assault for over 10 years. And then we've talked about it and then basically got him another job at a school. You know what I mean? Like this is, has nothing to do with you, the fans. So all you ones that are being like, oh, stop complaining about us. Like it's not our, like, no, we're not saying that your organization sucks ass. Like it's terrible. <clears throat> right. That's what we're talking about. And Wayne Gretzky said it beautifully last year. If he had an 18-year-old son that got drafted um, to the Chicago Blackhawks, basically, he would not be excited. You know what I mean? It's, again, be excited, Chicago fans. I don't give a shit. Be over the moon. It's awesome. You won him. You won the lottery. But boy, could it have... There are, there are some other fans and other organizations that could have used that revenue that could have used that like uplifting San Jose, Columbus, hell, Arizona. I mean, Anaheim has never won first. They lost out on Crosby and now they lost out on Bedard and they went to another market in Pittsburgh, which is bigger. And now Chicago weird how that happens. 
Arizona. They've they've been awful forever. They've never picked first or second. So Chicago, you haven't been hard done by. You just recently won three Stanley Cups. Your organization covered up some garbage stuff. And and you know what else makes me sick? Matt, like this is what else makes me sick. Stan Bowman and Quenville are going to get back reinstated this offseason. Watch. Hmm. Watch. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable to me. And it's sick to me that the Calgary Flames are interviewing. They have interest in both. I don't know. Sorry, Connor. You're going to get a lot of heat, and it's not like you don't deserve it. Like he isn't. Yeah. He doesn't deserve any of this, right? But he's going to get a lot of heat yep. for a little while. And you know what? Here's the good thing, Mitz. Here's the good thing. We won't have to talk about Chicago because look at that death chart. He's got nobody to pass to. Nobody. Tyler Johnson looking sexy on the wing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's there's nothing there. But NHL, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of weird. A lot of weird. It's weird how that happens. Oh, Pittsburgh's yeah. trying to be sold and get a new rink. Oh, they win Sidney Crosby, right? Chicago, that's a huge market. Weird. Patrick Kane leaves. They need a superstar. Connor Bedard. I don't know. It's yeah. fishy. And, it's and fishy. for anybody, just, just, to, just to remind everybody out there or inform people that don't know, um, the draft lottery is held behind closed doors. Yeah. And then they announce the information. So it's yeah. a closed door meeting. Uh, <clears throat> if... And in past years, they have done uh, like a reenactment on live television, which is hilarious because uh, there's no reason why you couldn't just do a live one on television. Uh, it's not like there's anything that's really that high stakes or complex about running ball? in that manner. Yeah. Um, but the NHL still chooses to do it behind closed doors privately and then Weird. let us know. So uh, maybe we're just being conspiratorial, but uh, it would be really easy for them for for a long time to just clear it up. Uh, but it still seems to be in their best interest to to keep it locked away, um, to keep it, you know, for the for the private boys club only, which mm. is oof. Um, yeah, I got to say, uh, if I was a Chicago Blackhawks fan, I don't know. I mean. I'd be excited because, oh, gross. I just thought about really being a Chicago Black Sox fan. I almost threw up my throat a little bit. Um, so I'm just, I guess I'm grateful that I'm not. Uh, so anyways, on that positive note, shout out to all of our illiterate Colorado or uh, Chicago fans. Uh, I mean, shout out to all of our illiterate fans, personally. Uh, I'm a big uh, supporter of of all fans where, in that manner. Where are we uh, going with this? <laughs> Well, I'm you see, I'm happy for you, Chicago you fans. Can, you you, you can went write through them some off, torturous years, but they can't write back. Oh, sh- there you go. I'm one of those fans. <laughs> you are. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm there. No, it's uh, it was unfortunate. It was definitely unfortunate, and I feel like the hockey world, who does not get along on many things have all linked arms and are just taking massive blows at the Chicago Blackhawks in the NHL. And I love it. Even Alan Walsh has gotten in there a little bit. It's awesome. It's uh, it's great to see. Um, I did love seeing Scott Darling just 
like this waiting for the reveal shut like what oh man you guys have not is not been bad for you guys in the trophy department it's not like you guys aren't hurting like in any way yeah that's all i'm gonna say like i don't know <laughs> whatever let's get off this topic i'm so sick of let's it get out of here. i'm sick of uh, it. wrap this lots up. of lots of uh important hockey left so awesome. uh, tomorrow night uh is is uh, uh gonna be a big night in the Dallas, carolina world. dallas yeah let's go let's go devils dallas papa papa needs some wins boy we're looking rough right now i'm just saying like there's a real chance we go one and four there's a real chance. And then we can even go 0-4. I mean, I was going to say, at this point, 1-4 might be a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, well, regardless of whether or not we get egg on our face, uh, um, there should be a lot of exciting games yet and a lot to watch and enjoy. Uh, not the draft, mind you, but we don't have to think about that for a couple more months, probably. So, for my man, Twigs, for myself, Mitz, uh love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Please be good to one another, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Mints and Twigs podcast.